0: Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth.
1: Jesus says this in Luke 12, 8-9. Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. That's what's at stake. You may think, well, this life matters more. Like, Nahme Abedini, Pastor Said's wife, she said at some point when she had a gun to her head, and it was like, deny God. She's like, okay God, I thought I knew you were real, but this gun feels very real.
0: Exchanging the fear of the Lord for the fear of man can put us in a great deal of danger we must see past the short-term problems of obeying God for the long-term consequences of compromise, as Pastor Robert and Kyra explain. The choice of buying into the lies that beset us can drive us into captivity and sin. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information, but first, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verse 8, with today's continuing study entitled, Whom Do You Fear?
1: If you only look at it from what, what works, initially there can be a very high price for the fear of the Lord. You know, I mean, Jeremiah was thrown constantly from one person to another. Others were sawed and killed, and the whole proper, um, Hebrews 11 is full of people who did not receive their promise on earth fully. So if you only look at it and say, well, that puts us in danger of saying exactly like Judah had said, well, God, you've forsaken me. I trusted you, I gave you my heart, and you're forsaking me. It's not working out. I lost my job. You must see past the, what's the word?
2: Utilitarian.
1: Utilitarian perspective. You must see past that to eternal what works. Eternally what works. Everything in front of you will try to deceive you. you, cannot trust your eyes. So you have to look at what works for eternity, short term. Short term, who knows what this will cost us, that's why we're preparing. It doesn't matter, all of that is temporary. It'll all go up in flames. Even your life, even your children's life are temporary. You cannot even add a hair to their head. There's more at stake than our lives. The fear of man and the fear of the Lord are two opposing forces vying for your heart. It's a very real battle. And you have the power to decide who rules. And nobody else has. God doesn't decide for you. The devil doesn't decide for you. Your hormones don't decide for you. You, by the will, can Hallelujah. decide who rules on that heart. And, but this is what's at stake, though. Jesus says this in Luke 12, 8 through 9. Also, I say to you, whoever confesses me before men Him, the Son of Man, also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. That's what's at stake. You may think, well, this life matters more. Like Nahme Abedini, Pastor Said's wife, she said at some point when she had a gun to her head, and it was like, deny God. She's like, okay, God, I thought I knew you were real, but this gun feels very real. I can feel it. What if that gun is to your child's head? What is more real to you? You have to settle that now we look at that like that's so far away that's way over in Iran well we're becoming one nation pretty soon one currency one world system it's not and already the group the the boots on the ground here your kids can lose their place in colleges your kids can be kicked out of school and they have been simply for praying what if what is it what must it cost you whatever you compromise you make in order to protect your children. That compromise will compromise their future. No, they don't answer for your choices, but you make it harder for them. And, and it matters to me. I'm about to be a grandma. I can sort of like sigh relieved. My kids are adult. They're both walking with, walking with the Lord. But I don't know till we're at home how my descendants will do. I don't know till I'm home how you guys will do. And for me and for Robert, the reason we do this and, and is we feel as responsible for you as we do for our flesh and blood, because we are family. We are, you are our brothers and sisters. We feel responsible for each other this way. It, it, it's not flippant, it's not about how to grow a church.
2: And if I can, it's definitely not about that because no. if anything, it's, it, it, you know, the closer we get um, to the end of this age, uh, you know, I think we're gonna, we're gonna start seeing churches shrink. You know, and, and the only churches that, that will be continually growing at some point in human history are the ones that are basically led by liars.
1: Want their ears tickled. Right. Yeah.
2: And, and we're going to start seeing what, what Jeremiah saw. Nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody wanted to hear it. Now, I'm not saying that we're there yet. I think we're, we're, we're not quite there yet. But, and I want to dial it back just a notch from the doomsday stuff. I want you to understand. Let me read this to you one more time. Luke 12, verses 8 and 9. Also, I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him, the Son of Man, also will confess before the angels of God. Now, see, a lot of times we focus on the latter part. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Now, we we need to know that. But what we need to be focused on is the first part. Because the first part is a promise. Second part's a warning. that we, we, right. He gave it to us, so he must have thought we needed it. But we need to focus on the first part. Do you understand? God Almighty has promised you the kingdom. In that same passage, a little bit later, as Jesus continued, he says to his, his disciples, he says, don't fear, little flock. Your father has chosen gladly. To give you the kingdom. Just trust him. That's Robert's paraphrase, that last part. Just trust him. But see, that's the essence of this. The the fear of the Lord. The essence of what we're talking about here. Is you, you you need to get to know him more day by day. It should be something that the most horrible thing you could possibly imagine. Is that you would grieve him that you would disappoint him, that you would let him down, that you would hurt his heart in some way. And if, if that is the greatest tragedy imaginable in your life, fear of man won't be an issue. And when there's a gun to your head, it won't even be a question. It'll be, it'll be like, it looks like I'm going to get out of this mess really soon here. It's all going to be over. I'm going to be with him. No more temptation, no more struggle. And and, and there won't be any fear of man. There won't be any fear of death. There will only be that sense of anticipation that we talked about on Sunday. Guys, we have to live by faith in eternity, not just in the moment. You know, it's going to seem increasingly expedient to just go with the flow. You know, just live and let live. Just agree with everybody, not, you know. And, and again, I'm, I'm not advocating becoming the obnoxious Christian. I'm not saying that you have, you know, every time somebody says something that you have to speak up and speak out and confront and contradict. What I'm saying is don't buy it. There's a time to speak up and there's a time not to speak up. Use discernment, use discretion, but don't buy the lies. Don't, don't just go with the flow understand that the word of God is true. Zedekiah's just trying to go with the flow. Look how it worked out for him. They poked his eyes out, killed his children in front of him, and then, you know, dragged him off into captivity. It didn't work out well for him. Jeremiah, it looked like, I mean, he's, imagine being the only one in the country, and it seems like he was probably, well, not the only one, but almost one of the few. And it looked like, I mean, this guy, this just But you know what I wonder? You know, I commented a little while ago, actually God did protect Jeremiah. I wonder, I I don't know. I can't prove it from scripture, but I wonder if maybe Nebuchadnezzar knew where Jeremiah stood because of where he was. Jeremiah may very well have been in the safest place in all of Israel, in prison. He was not in favor with the rulers of Israel. When the rulers of Israel we not in favor with the king of Babylon. God put Jeremiah right where Jeremiah would be safest. It looked ugly. It looked dark. It was uncomfortable. It was difficult, but it was the place of safety. We need to walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews eleven thirteen 13 tells us, uh, Elizabeth referred to it a minute ago. These all, these heroes of faith, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they'd come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Their eyes are fixed on eternity Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So you and I have to choose. We have to make a decision, fear of man or fear of the Lord. Which is it going to be? Which are we going to live by? We have to choose between the temporary and and the eternal, between comfort and courage, between life and death. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them.
0: Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, as talked by Pastor Robert. But today's message is unique. As you listen today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Now, maybe you'd like to hear this message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth again. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and simply select Today's Date from the Main Thing Radio media player. You can listen to, download, or subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.